Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. Are you tired? Hello, and you're listening to Mutiny Radio. Coming up next will be Global Val with Women's Magazine, followed by the Common Thread Collective. Stay tuned. 
for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer. Radio.fm until the internet falls apart. Selecting or choosing from very... Know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switch to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.
welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. It's not all that we're saying, but it's, it's one of the big things that we're saying here. Give peace a chance. That's what everybody wants. Actually, last weekend at Earth Day San Francisco, I got to be one of the speakers, which was, I was very honored to be. And, uh, you know, my, my radio name is Global Val, and there's a few reasons for that. And one of the reasons is I've, I've been to 17 different countries, and what I've found as a, as a common thread, so to speak, uh, around the world is that people want people want basically the same things. They want happiness, they want peace, and they want health for their families and communities. And that's something that I think we have the capabilities of achieving in the 21st century. And so I'm dedicating today's women's magazine on mutinyradio.fm to the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. They go by the acronym WILPF which is kind of hard to say, W-I-L-P-F, Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. And they have been uh, a, an international women's organization for 100 years. They formed out of the ashes of World War I and have been working together ever since. And uh, one of our friends, actually, Alexandria Rain-Smith, you could find her on Facebook. She's a poet. She was part of a, a WILPF um, summit last summer. And this year, she was invited to The Hague for the one, for the for the centennial, the, the 100th anniversary of WILP, and uh, which just happened this past week. And she was one of the, well, I'm calling her the keynote poet because she was invited to, to perform her poetry. So thank you to Alex Alexandra Rain-Smith for being my liaison to WILP and um, op opening this door for all of us here to, uh, to, to gain from what that organization has to say. Being that it is 100 years old, that means World War I was 100 years ago. Um, the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom met, and they created a manifesto to reiterate and to augment and clarify some of their, some of their key beliefs and, and uh, what they're working towards for the next 100 years of peace building in the world. So today, I'd like to read for you that manifesto, the 2015 Women's International League for Peace and Freedom Manifesto. Here we go, folks. We, members of the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, on the centenary of our foundation, pay tribute to the courageous and far-sighted women who, amid the carnage of the First World War, took a bold initiative for peace and brought our movement into being. We affirm their belief that women have a particular interest in stopping war and particular skills we can bring to the task. We remain convinced that the achievement of peace and the achievement of equality and justice for all people, together with the full inclusion and representation of women in all our diversity, are inseparable goals. After 100 years that have brought another world war, five times more deadly than the first, the invention of the most destructive weapons ever known, increasing militarism, and the emergence of new kinds of armed actor and conflict, we renew WILP's commitment to eradicating war by addressing its root causes, 
Among them, we identify the following. Root causes of war, everybody, according to Wilf. <clears throat> Number one, militarism as a way of thought and the militarization of societies such that perceived threats are likely to be met with weaponry rather than words. Global Val side note, take note of what's going on in the conversation in our country right now with police brutality. Number two, the capitalist economic system involving the exploitation of labor and resources by the many, of the many, by the few, wantonly harming people and the environment, generating conglomerates of global reach and unaccountable power. Global Val side note, Pay attention to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, uh, quote unquote, free trade agreement that our Congress is trying to fast track through right now, which would just decimate, uh, well, business, society, environment around the world as, as, as it would uh, institute basically corporate tribunals in, 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 in member states or member countries who would, ever si who would sign on to the TPP. So basically, if you have a big corporation that is extracting some natural resources or using uh, local labor in a, in a country, and that the people in that country or the government of that country decide that this corporation has been violating some sort of environmental laws or some sort of labor laws, there's gonna, they, they would set up a special court, special tribunal, uh, th whereby the, the, the judges of that, of, of that tribunal, uh, in, independent of anything else, are actually spend part of their time as the lawyers for the corporations. So, I mean, come on, do we, do we not see the, the, the writing, bloody writing on the wall? All right, let me get back to Wilp's uh, <laughs> root causes of war. Number three, the nation-state system as it is today, involving dominant states, imperialist projects, interstate rivalry, occupation, contested borders, and inside those borders, all too often, failure of democracy, political repression, and intolerance of diversity. Again, folks, let's look around. Have walls ever really helped anybody other than to uh, throw rocks at them or, throw or, or shoot bombs over them? It doesn't stop anything. It just creates more war and more division. And if we look at even in our country right now, which, you know, we have so much pride that it was founded on the freedom of religion. Well, since 9-11, how much anti-Islam uh, Anti-Islamic Islamophobia has has come up in our, in our society around dinner tables and in our institutionalized police state. Uh, you know, thousands of, of of Muslim Americans were rounded up after 9/11 and falsely imprisoned. And now it's we see it so much in, in our in, in our mainstream media and everything. And we just have to remember, diversity is a beautiful thing, and we can all get along even that we have different ideas. I think that's I think that's where we're going here. Number 4. Social systems of racist supremacy, cultural domination and religious hierarchy. All right. Number 5 or 6. As a root cause of war, according to the Women's International League of Peace and Freedom, patriarchy. 
the subordination of women by men in state, community, and family, perpetuated by the social shaping of men and women into contrasted, unequal, and limiting gender identities, favoring violent masculinities and compliant femininities. We understand these as intersected and mutually reinforcing systems of power, all founded on violence and together productive of war. We undertake with urgency the strive to strive creatively to bring about before another hundred years have passed total worldwide disarmament. Economic systems that will deliver well-being to every human being and other life forms on this precious planet. Multilateral organizations capable of mediating between states and guaranteeing international law. Democratic governance from local to global level. Social systems that accord no privilege to people or peoples of a given physical type, culture, or religion and the end of male supremacy, radical change in the way we live gender, and the fulfillment of women's rights and human rights. Violence is not inevitable. It's a choice. Let me read that again. Violence is not inevitable. It is a choice. We choose nonviolence as means and as end. We will liberate the strength of women and in partnership with like-minded men, bring to birth a just and harmonious world. We will implement peace, which we believe to be a human right. We will implement peace, which we believe to be a human right. And that is the beginning of WILP's 2015 100-year anniversary manifesto. Manifesto. What manifesto?
are listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val, and you've been listening to an episode of Women's Magazine from April 24th of 2015. So I want to thank Pam Tastic for getting that podcast on. And uh, but today I'm actually here live. It is April 29th, 2016. So happy Friday, everybody! Recording live here from MutinyRadio.fm here in the Mission District of San Francisco, right there on the corner of 21st and Florida. It's a community resource for independent voices, local musicians, poets, activists, and all sorts of cool folks and artists. We've got some new art up in our gallery space right now, kind of a patchwork quilt work of uh, various characters and, uh, and messages. So Mutiny Radio is an evolving organism, and we're here in the community doing this for you and your voice uh, to be heard. And also so that if even if you, uh, you know, maybe you're just looking for something alternative to mainstream media, well, you have stumbled upon the right station. Mutiny Radio prides itself in putting out unique voices and supporting the freedom of speech. And being that it is National Poetry Month, April, we got to celebrate the poetic practice of free speech in the First Amendment last night, right in the halls of government at San Francisco City Hall. It was the 11th annual Poems Under the Dome, where we have this, we, co- we lovingly refer to it as the mother of all open mics, but it also has a featuring, essentially, um, community representative poets from around the city. So the organizers go around to different open mics in advance and uh, do free lottery name draws uh, to try to guarantee someone from each of those reading series to be represented at City Hall. And then we also have a big lucky green hat that you can put your own name in the back and uh, for a spot to read. And it was a really beautiful night last night at City Hall. Um, I would say the majority of the chairs were filled, but uh, definitely the room was filled and, and there was a lot of great energy in there. And, you know, as I walked in today here to Mutiny Radio to hear that podcast playing from last year, uh, reading about the, the WILP manifesto, <laughs> the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, W-I-L-P-F, which is hard to say, WILP. Um, listen, listening to that broadcast from last year, it just reminded me that, wow, so many of these issues are still relevant today. Um, I know it was just a year ago, but you'd think that we could, you know, be maybe moving in a a, you know, faster pace past, past some of these problems, but, you know, a few months go by in a flash. So not, we're still dealing with an, in a nationwide issue about police brutality, um, police killings. Right now in the Mission District on 17th and uh, Valencia, where the Mission Police Station is, we've had a group of residents here, San Franciscans, who have been staging a hunger strike in front of the police station to try to get them to uh, a- acknowledge that the police have been killing predominantly people of brown and black skin and uh, in, you know, young, young people and in, in many cases in situations where it seemed that the person who was shot and killed by police posed little to no threat 
to anyone. Um, and so those hunger strikers are actually calling for the mayor, Ed Lee, to either step down himself or to fire the current police chief, Chief uh, Greg Soar. And yeah, a hunger strike. I mean, hunger strikes are something that you that you hear about like happening inside prisons, you know, where people can't get out. So they're subject to all these rules and 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 uh, conditions um, but these are actual just citizens who live here in San Francisco and are fed up and and just highly highly concerned about the state of affairs here in San Francisco in terms of the police and their relationship with the public. Um, now, I don't have the latest update. I know that they were, as of yesterday, they had been there for seven days. And then um, I only got a brief moment to check in yesterday, and it looked like the police had started to erect barriers outside to try to drive them off. I'm not sure what the update is right now, but um, this is making you know national, international news. I know that the Huffington Post did an article about it. Um, and of course, all our local local media outlets as well. But um, this is a, a significant, you know, attention getter because if you look across the nation, I mean, we just see it time and again of of young people, not of light colored skin, getting killed by police in situations where, you know posing little to no threat. Um, so I think what we're looking at here is about a shift of culture, um, shift of police culture. You know, this sh whole idea of shoot to kill is really out of control. I remember, I, gr I grew up here in San Francisco, and uh, not that old, I'm pretty, pretty young actually. Uh, I grew up here in the 80s, born in the early 80s, and anyhow. I remember having police officers visit my classes for various reasons. They would do outreach, like, you know, they'd tell us about, you know, don't do drugs and um, tell us about the dangers of strangers. And, you know, they were actually doing, like, community outreach service, uh, trying to keep kids safe. And I'm sure that they still do those kinds of things. Um, but one of the things that I remember, and it, it was coming from the police officers themselves and also community members and my, fa my parents and teachers and all the, all the adults said, when the police stop you, if they police stop someone, they are not supposed to touch their weapons unless there is clear and present danger, basically, you know, if someone's coming at them. And even in that situation, they're not going to shoot to kill, you know, they want to, they want to disarm the person, they want to, you know, tamper the threat. A and that was the policy. And, you know, so, so we've gone a very far, f we've gone way far beyond that, where every, so many people that I talk to, when they've had interactions with the police, often the police ha have their hand right there on their weapons, or people have had interactions with police, and, and these are nonviolent people, these are people who are just, you know, stopped for something, or, you know, in, in a place where the p police had, had, had arrived, and actually had the police, you know, like, actually, you know, wielding their weapons in these non-violent, non-conflictual situations. So the the whole culture uh, and and policy of authority um, for for what we refer to uh, these days now, tongue in cheek, as peace officers. You know, who we would like to support. 
We would like to have the peace officers and the good people in our community who want to serve this city and to serve the communities across the country and protect citizens. You know, I think we like that. Um, but obviously it's gotten um, quite out of control. So it just made me think about that with the, the Wilp Manifesto uh, about, you know, police violence and and also the environment, the environment. Uh, this last weekend, I had the, the honor of being the MC for the Cesar Chavez Day Parade Festival and also the Earth Day Festival, both uh, here in the Mission District. And uh, I had the real honor of introducing uh, the speakers who had been put together by Monica Lopez, um, who's been working a lot about for labeled GMOs. We had really amazing people come out. Uh, the, the theme of the day was sowing the seeds of change. Um, so we had we had Penny Opal Plant and Osprey Oriole Lake. Um, these are two women who are uh, dedicated to um, the rights of environment and indigenous peoples and, and women. And actually, uh, Osprey is going to be calling into Women's Magazine next Friday, which is May 6th. Um, but they have an event that's coming up tomorrow, and it is the Bay Area Rights of Nature Tribunal. What would the Delta say? So in, um, they're working to recognize the rights of nature in our laws, focusing on the draining of Delta waterways, Delta species extinctions, and the proposed Delta tunnels. It'll be featuring tribunal judges, including Joanna Macy, Gary M uh, Mulcahy, Shannon Biggs, and Tim Strochane. So that is tomorrow, Saturday, April 30th, from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., with a discussion to follow at the Nick Rodriguez Community Center Theater that is at 213F Street in Antioch. Again, that's uh, the Nick Rodriguez Community Center Theater in Antioch. Um, and I've got their, the, the flyer here um, to explain it a little bit more. It says, our laws fail to respect nature's rights to exist, to thrive and evolve. Treating nature as merely resources harms people and the environment. The Bay Area Rights of Nature Tribunal is the first local tribunal modeled after the highly successful International Tribunal on the Rights of Nature, coinciding with the Paris Climate Talks. The tribunal will address violations of nature's rights and human rights caused by Delta water grabs. Join us in creating a new relationship with the Delta and the Earth. Admission is free, but you should RSVP. Uh, and actually, RSVP is required. Um, so you can register at therightsofnature.org slash what would the Delta say. Uh, what would the Delta say is divided by hyphen through each word. Um, they're also on Facebook, the Bay Area Rights of Nature Alliance. And if you want to get more details, you can contact, there's a couple people there you can contact, Lindy, uh, Linda Sheehan, that's L Sheehan at earthlaw.org, or Shannon Biggs, that's Shannon at movementrights.org. Um, so yeah. Get out there and be part of this Bay Area Rights of Nature Tribunal. Um, there'll be a discussion, uh, collaboration on and, salute, and 
discussing solutions and next steps and have insights from Bay Area ecological justice, human rights, local economy, indigenous women's and other groups. And that's presented again by the Bay Area Rights of Nature Alliance, bringing people together to advance nature's rights in the San Francisco Bay and Delta area. So here we are a year after the 100th anniversary of the Women's International League of Peace and Freedoms uh, re-released manifesto. And we see that people are indeed working towards some of these goals in order to form a more peaceful, healthy, and thereby happy world. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val. I'm really happy to be here. I'm very grateful to be part of this uh, worldwide community. And so let me play a little music for you. It is National Poetry Month. Here's a little John Trudell, and it's called Poetic Motion. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Every way, every day turns. Some say our fates are sealed. Anyway, the candle burns. The harvest is the yield. She isn't Barbie, but she's had her chance at plastic. She isn't hard, but she knows difference some streets make. She isn't easy, but she's taken long search looking for love. She isn't young, but she's not as old as she feels at times. She isn't old, but she never really got over being young. She isn't running, but she's seen the rough in world too tough.
You are listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val here on MutinyRadio.fm. And I also want to let you know that we've come into the 21st century. I know it's 2016. I know, I know. But, um... Yeah, Mutiny Radio, our community station. So, you know, we've got a bunch of DJs here where we pay our dues and we piece things together and make sure that we all our equipment works and we've got the lights on and the doors can stay open. Pretty basic stuff. We're not here making any money off of our broadcasting, believe me. But, um, you know, and we produce, of course, a lot... Almost everything here is original or it's local music and, and we get the blessing of, of those who, who contribute their music to the show and their work to the shows. Um, and so what's exciting in the 21st century part is that you can now listen to Women's Magazine and the Common Thread Collective, which comes up next with me and Diamond Dave and all our friends. You can now access that on Stitcher. Whatever, you know, I mean, if, if you're a Stitcher person, if you've got that app and you actually listen to other podcasts, you're awesome for listening to podcasts. And thank you for going through the mutinyradio.fm website, which, of course, also shows up at, as pcrcollective.org. Um, but now it can be super automatic. Uh, you can just go straight through in Stitcher. You can look up Women's Magazine. Global Val and the Common Thread Collective, and uh, you can subscribe, I believe, and listen whenever you want. So if that's a, a better feature for you and your friends, please go listen to us through there. Uh, we'd love we'd love to expand um, the access to this show. And uh, I want to take the next couple minutes and tell you about some events that are coming up. Um, Speaking. Hello, and this is Global Val talking to you live on Friday, May 27th. Uh, you are listening to a podcast from uh, last week here on uh, Women's Magazine with Global Val. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I just kind of got in here. It's a beautiful day out in the Mission District in the Bay Area, and we hope you're having a beautiful day, too. It's kind of the kickoff of summer, it's the end of May. People going into this big holiday weekend. Uh, hopefully, everybody's going to have a, a nice, safe time out there, and uh, you know, en enjoy, enjoy the weather, enjoy each other's company, um, share what you've got, and uh, you know, keep smiling, smile at people, and make make their day. You know, um, sometimes you never know uh, what kind of effect that's going to have. I wanted to jump in and, and uh, give voice to a young woman named Isabel Azizi. Um, she's part of the group Idle No More in the SF Bay. And uh, they're very active in the East Bay, especially um, in regards to um, doing healing, healing walks to bring attention to the fossil fuel industry um, all around the Bay Area and Richmond. Um, of course, we have the huge uh, Chevron uh, refinery in Richmond, um, which I always find kind of interesting that San Francisco still has the highest gasoline prices in the nation, even though we're refining it right across the bay. Um, just, just of note. Um, but there was a, a Chevron shareholders meeting recently, and uh, I don't know more. SF Bay was there at the shareholders meeting, and uh, this this young woman, Isabella Zizi, had. Uh, spoke on on behalf of I don't know more. So I wanted to um, play 
what she had to say to the Chevron shareholders. This was a, a speech kind of outside, but I believe she was also um, presenting inside as well. Water and And I thank you for your patience as we as we get get things going here. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why we can't hear what she's saying. I'm trying to figure that out. Here we go. All right. Thanks for your patience. This is live radio, community radio, and we're piecing it together, but for the greater good. Here we go. Well, now I've made a, a terrible faux pas uh, here at Mutiny Radio and left you with some dead air. Um, so I'm hoping that I can uh, get this up and running for you. So I could hear her just a moment ago. Well, when I was growing up, in the schools, they would... Oh, I know. And with these drills, they would say, cover your windows, cover any cracks of your doors with rags or towels so none of the smoke could go inside your house. And when I was a kid, I didn't know what that meant. And so when Chevron exploded in 2012, it hit me. Oh shoot, this is really real and I can't believe it's happening. And so I'm fortunate enough to know that evacuation drill in elementary school, but still we shouldn't have to be doing that. We shouldn't have to be afraid of a refinery exploding and not knowing what's inside of those toxins. And so there's 15,000 people that were sent to the Kaiser Richmond um, Hospital, and a lot of them had irritations with their eyes and their throats, and also asthma, um, had some asthma problems after that. And you know what Chevron did? They tried to buy out our city with their um, by filling all of the billboards with signs saying, you know, Chevron's all for support for Richmond. No, they're trying to kill us with all those toxins that were there, and they lied to us. They lied to all of the community members saying that that smoke was not toxic and we should not be afraid of that, and there's nothing wrong with that. There was everything possible wrong with that when that happened. And so I'm standing here today in front of this shareholder to let them know my story, that they are lying to us and that they need to stop lying to us and that we are all here to make that stand because, you know, we're not alone. There are tons of other people that are all fighting against Chevron and other refineries too. And um, with doing that, I'm actually part of, um, I help organize the refinery healing walks in here in the East Bay. And so our next walk will be on June 11th from Venetia to Rodeo. And with these walks, we raise awareness to different community members and people who live around the fossil fuel industry and let them know that, um, you know, we're fighting for a sustainable earth and we want clean air, water, and soil, not only for us to live now, but for the future generations to come. And we also want to let the people who work in all these refineries that we're not against them, that we all, we all want hope and love for them. We shouldn't make them our enemy because they're also human beings. It is the company 
that we should be angry about because all that oil needs to stay in the ground and they need to understand that especially you john watson you need to understand that keep that oil in the ground because it should not be coming out and um also with that one more thing i uh, is the indigenous women of america the defending excuse me the Indigenous Women of America Defenders of Mother Earth Treaty. I'm one of the signers, and with this treaty, I have to read it real quick. So this treaty is actually very, very special. And on September 27, 2015, in the Lenape Nation in New York, there were seven women from here on Turtle Island and also in South America that signed this treaty. And on that day, it was the fourth blood moon, the total lunar eclipse, and also the harvest moon. And the women that signed it, the original signers were Casey Camp Hornick, Crystal Lehman, Melina Labukin, and Penny Opal Plant from Turtle Island. And from South America was Patricia Gulinga, Blanca Chancoso, and Gloria Hilda Ushiguasanti. And so with this treaty, we all made the commitment to to do a ceremony on each new moon and also do any type of non-violent direct action on the equinox or the solstice and so moments like this this is another action that we're doing to raise awareness to the different community members who don't know what's going on with these refineries and um i also actually want to apologize because i wanted to give my acknowledgement and appreciation to the real landowners to this land, and that's the Ohlone people. Mm -hmm. The Ohlone people's territory is the land that we're standing on here today. Yeah. And, uh, that goes from Vallejo all the way down to San Jose. So the Ohlone people and the ancestors, I, I thank them, and I thank them for letting us be here today, and that we're standing here in peace and solidarity with them to get their land back and to not let these oil distractions keep going on. So thank you so much, everyone, and we're going to keep fighting until all this ends because the future generation matters. And also my everyone's life matters, especially the youth. The youth need to learn how to rise up, and I'm here to make that voice happen. So thank you. Oh, oh. And that was Isabella Zizi speaking on behalf of I Don't Know More at the Chevron shareholders uh, meeting uh, just a few days ago. And I've got uh, Diamond Dave here who's got, of course, some hipstery about the group I Don't Know More. Yeah, I think it's important. Hey, folks, I think it's important to know that uh, I Don't Know More is a group of largely uh, indigenous people. It's a group that began uh, with, with a couple of elders from the First Nations, as they say over in Canada. They don't do they don't say uh, uh, they say First Nations, which puts it right down there. First Nation people, which is a much larger population of the, of Canada than uh, a very large population, uh, a good percentage uh, throughout Northern Canada, and they started. I don't know more. I don't know more. Was started by a group of elders. Um, some elders who came down and set up a teepee on this island across from the Parliament Building in Ottawa. Ottawa, of course, being the capital of uh, Canada, and uh, to uh, have a fast and to draw the attention of the members of Parliament of Canada to the fact that uh, First Nation people in Canada was uh, 
uh, uh, draw attention. And uh, they said, we're idle no more. We're on the move. Um, and it spread. Uh, when I, some things, some somebody do it spread. It went. Uh, it went. Went to America across the border, across that artificial border, and came uh, across that artificial border. So I just want to let people know that I don't know more. Is a group of largely, if not entirely, uh, indigenous people, and now made up of California Indians. Uh, for uh, uh, Native American people, indigenous people, you choose the word, all good. Uh, well, the first two, last two good, the first group is gen general. Anyway, uh, uh, and so when we say, I don't know more, this is a group of uh, Native American people, Native American across the, across the border, but began in Canada. Diamond Dave. I I thank you for that hipstery. Uh, so we so we know what we're talking about. What what do you always say? Context is everything, right? Context is everything, and of course they adapted, or naturally made the natural inclination of native people to uh, to uh, have processions, to put up the, the the great spirit first, to do it not only as a political uh, as a political tactic, but also as a spiritual tactic, and this fact is just them, and this appeal to a lot of people, particularly among Native people. And here's Caravita, she's going to be on uh, shortly. And Andrew, and here's Richard. Hey, Richard. So stick around. Oh, it's Sal. Sal and Carvita. Oh, it's Sal, of course. Yeah. I know you got some glare coming through there. Oh, I see them. It's, All right. The two of them oh. are like a model couple. They're always together. And we're going to talk about some of the things that have been happening. Some of the things that have been happening here. Uh, attention drawn to the, to the number of uh, black and brown people who've been killed by the police in the last few years. And... Uh, um, and just a few weeks ago, in fact, it was a week ago last Thursday, a young black woman, uh, 27, uh, uh, Ms. Williams, was uh, shot dead with a bullet in the head, not far from where I live. In fact, I was waiting for a bus, and we'll talk about it, a half block away when it happened. And, 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 and we want to put that together because there's been very little information. Have you seen much about what happened there? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, Ed, of course... Uh yeah, there's always a lot of questions um, when when things like that happen. I want to make one announcement, though, since we just listened to uh, Idle No More in the SF Bay. Um, as as uh, she was speaking about, they do a refinery corridor healing walk, and they do, uh, I think they do four every year. Um, so if you check it out at, at refinerryhealingwalks.org, um, they are having one on Saturday, June 11th. Um, that's the third one of the year. So there, there are five oil refineries along the northeast San Francisco Bay. And um, there's Tesoro and Shell, Valero, the ConocoPhillips 66, and Chevron, plus a Koch Brothers pet Coke facility and proposal for the of the uh, for the Westpac oil terminal in Pittsburgh. Um, so. Um, apparently, the Westpac oil terminal no, is no longer being proposed um, because the people won. Um, so these these refinery corridor healing walks are nonviolent walks led by Native Americans in prayer, and you're welcome to join in prayer and in conversation uh, for clean air, water, and soil, safe jobs, roads, railroads, and waterways, a vibrantly healthy future for all children, a just transition to safe and sustainable energy. Um, 
So uh, join them. And uh, also they, they, they do uh, track live each walk. Uh, the walk starts at 9.30 a.m. And again, the next one is happening June 11th. So go to Refinery Healing, uh, Refinery Healing Walks dot org and get more information and and get involved with that um pretty pretty beautiful stuff going on absolutely all right well you know meet new people a good time is had by all and you're able to express yourself and of course to uh, come close to the spirit feel the spirit as you as you stroll saunter and walk uh, from uh from uh, refinery to refinery with the people in between and get to know one another, make new friends. And it sounds like a really good thing to do. And of course, it's free, free, free. The best thing in life is free. Express <laughs> yourself. Put it out there. Hell yeah. That's right. And then, and just a real quick note, since we're talking about transitioning to a safe and sustainable energy uh, system. Uh, again, I want to remind people to check it out. What what happened in Portugal about a week and a half ago? Portugal ran on f- for four days, like 107 hours, on all renewable energy for four days straight. No fossil fuels. It was wind. Uh, it was it was um, hydroelectric, and it was solar. So three sources of renewable energy ran all ran the whole grid um, throughout the country of Portugal for four straight days. So many things are possible. So just remember that um, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, that inspiration is contagious and we've got a lot of power to give. So I want to thanks for, thank you for tuning into this, albeit brief um, women's magazine here today. I'm Global Val and uh, want to send you all a lot of love and safe uh, travels throughout the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's a, anything's possible. That's all I have to say about that. Um, and do stay tuned. We will we'll be uh, here with the Common Thread Collective in just a couple minutes. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. But you must try, try and try, try and try. You'll succeed at last. You must be a win and lose. You've got to get your share. Got your mind set on a dream. You can get it. The whole it may seem now. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. But you must try. Try and try. Try and try. Succeed at last.